This is the World Industrial News for Monday, November 14th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. It's going to know when to use the power. It's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons. And a lot of that is what we know technically. What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it. Because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the U.S., which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere. We're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power, and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once. Because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference. Well, perfect. You just you just perfectly teed up my my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What what how do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And it, so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and, and the fleet. Um, this bill has 65 billion power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure. 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak, and the list just goes on. There's there's 39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving 25 billion dollars. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, 7.5 billion dollars for EVs and then another 7.5 billion for buses. So I just, okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going from the federal government to the states. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to, you know, these different pots of money that are at play, specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better, building a better grid initiative. The building a better grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus, you know, around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of the, of the overall bill. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Occidental Petroleum Corporation has been enjoying plenty of attention as one of the leading developers of carbon capture and sequestration technology with ambitious multi-phase projects planned along the U.S. Gulf Coast. But executives acknowledge the company can't hide from inflationary pressures with costs rising for their major endeavors. 
Industrial Info is tracking $1.7 billion worth of project owned or co-owned by Occidental, in addition to those for which it is performing services. During the third quarter, Occidental's Oxy-Low Carbon Ventures and 1.5 subsidiaries started site preparation on the first in a series of direct air capture projects planned for Ector County, Texas. Despite making strides in the carbon capture arena, Occidental has been facing consistent pressure from investors to toughen its goals to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Industrial Info is tracking nearly $3.3 billion worth of projects under construction in Minnesota. Thanks to a large light rail project, the industrial manufacturing industry leads the state in regard to the value of these projects, followed in a distant second place by the power industry. Green Lithium has announced that the winning location for the UK's first large-scale lithium refinery will be at PD Ports in Teesside in the north of England. The refinery is expected to cost more than $570 million and will propel the UK into a position as one of Europe's leading sources of lithium for battery manufacturing and the automotive industry. Has delayed the restart of two reactors at its Penley nuclear power station in the Normandy region of France after stress corrosion was found following ultrasonic checks during scheduled maintenance of the nuclear reactors. The plant won't begin producing again electricity until January 2023. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.